This is the Leadership School Podcast. From conflict resolution, boundaries, and customer service, we dive into what it takes to be an extraordinary leader. I'm Kyla Kofer, and this is episode four. So I want to start off today by telling you the story of two different software companies. Now, in my career, I have learned, had to learn, I don't know, upwards of maybe 50 different databases and softwares and apps. And I know that's today's technology, world technology. We're constantly learning new apps and softwares. And a lot of them are similar. They have a lot of similar features. They uh, work some in the same ways. They're easy to intuitive to figure out and how to use. And so really, uh, I've noticed in using all these softwares that often the difference between two different companies is just the feel of that particular company and also the way they treat their customers. So company A was doing this major upgrade and it went really poorly. Nothing worked as it was supposed to. Things just didn't come together well. And what they did was nobody knew that there were any errors or issues with the upgrades until we tried to do something and then it didn't work. So I tried to do something. It didn't work. So I sent a message to customer service and I said, hey, this is a problem. And their response was, oh, yeah, we know. We're sorry. We're working on it. It took over a month for me to get the information that I had requested. And not only that, at no point was I ever communicated um, any type of positive message that said, hey, we know that this has been a really hard time. We're sorry. So I'm not having a great taste in my mouth for this company and the way they're treating me. Now contrast that to company B. The software company B that I work with just last week, had a major software issue. One key proponent of their program stopped working all of a sudden. As soon as they noticed it, they immediately sent out a message to all of their customers and said, hey, this problem is happening. We're aware of it. This is how you. This is what you can do, what you can't do right now. We're working really hard on it and we're sorry. And they sent another message a few hours later that was an update. We're following up. We're saying, we're sorry that this is happening right now. We want you to know the changes and the progress that has been made. Now you can do these things, but not these things. And we're still really working on it. The next day they sent another email and they continued to send updates saying things like, if this is the the first experience you're having with us as a software company, we're really sorry. And we want you to know that we value you and we're doing everything we can to make this right. And we want to make it right for you. And if you need help in the meantime, please, please contact us and we'll do everything we can for you. So these two companies came at a problem completely different ways. And you can probably hear in the way that I'm talking about it, which company I appreciated more. Company B, I really valued the way that they're communicating with me so much that I'm going to continue to invest in this company for the long term just because I know that when I need them, they're going to be there for me. Now, Company A, I'm probably going to stop using their service because even though it's a good software and they've probably worked out all the kinks by now with their upgrade, I don't really trust this 
software anymore. I don't trust that it's going to do well for me. I don't have any confidence in them. And I don't believe that if something goes wrong, that I'll get the resources and the help that I need to do things right. You know, and I count on these softwares for my business, things that I'm doing on a daily basis. I need them. So to not have something working properly is a big deal. So how does that relate to fundamental skills of leadership? Well, today I wanted to cover failure. And I want to talk about not just failure, but what it looks like to fail, to fail well, how to get through failure, and how to apologize. I'm going to give you a five-step method on how to apologize well. Because listen, we all know that failure happens. At this point in your life, you have already made mistakes. You have made ones that you regret. You have made ones that were just kind of no big deal. You just passed on by them, um, fixed them and moved on. You have made ones that you felt, oh my gosh, I just can't, I just don't know what to do. And you've struggled with a decision on what to do next. We've all made mistakes. I have made my share of them. I'm a little bit of a recovering perfectionist. You know, as I was a young adult and growing up, I really struggled with making mistakes. I would beat myself up. I would punish myself for any errors that I made. I would feel small and unworthy for making a mistake. Now I've moved past that through a lot of work and uh, research and personal growth, thankfully, but I, it took me it took me some time. So if you are in that space at all, I want to give you this gift of telling you that mistakes are going to happen. And the cool thing about mistakes is that most of them can be fixed. Now there are going to be some mistakes that are irreparable. Those big mistakes, those major errors that you can't go back and fix. And the best thing that you can do is find a way to move through and move on relationships that are going to go sour and that you have to find a way to go past them. Things like that happen as we grow through life. They've happened to everybody. So I don't want to get too much into today, the psychology behind mistakes and how to grieve them, mourn them, move past. That is, we're going to save that for a future episode and some one-on-one coaching. But What I want to get into today is just to help you acknowledge that mistakes are going to happen, failures are going to happen, and one way to move past them and to move through them is to take ownership of them, to acknowledge what happened, and to be able to say, I see this mistake and I am doing what I can to fix it. A great tool for doing this is an apology. And I'm sure as children, we I, I know I teach my children to apologize when they make a mistake. When I was a child, I was taught to apologize when I made a mistake, when I hurt somebody. I had to say the words, I'm sorry. And as an adult, sometimes we I think we forget to say those words, I'm sorry, or we do them kind of in passing. Oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, sorry. And it's not it doesn't really have that meaning behind it. But to say that I am and to put the meaning and the sincerity behind it, I am sorry for this thing, it's very, very powerful. So here are these five steps for how to really apologize well. And the reason this is so useful is, like I said, when you're apologizing well with sincerity, it does, it makes a physical shift in someone's mind and it, it, 
encourages trust. Like with the companies at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about company A who did not apologize to me other than when I asked for it and they were kind of soft apologies, like, oh yeah, we're sorry. And then there's company B who did proactive apologies and was honest about their what was happening and upfront with their communication and took ownership over the situation. I have much more respect for that sync company because of the way they communicated that. Communication is so key in leadership. And when we can communicate well in an, in an apology through a mistake, that builds trust with the people that we're leading. Because anybody can blow off a mistake. Anybody can make a mistake. Anybody can just move on. But to accept it, to acknowledge it, and to improve upon it, to not just take the mistake as something that just is something in the wind, something that just happened or passed by, but to use it as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to build a relationship with your customers, with your clients, with your coworkers, your friends, your family, in a leadership position to be able to say, I have made a mistake and take that ownership is really giving yourself and giving the people around you this trust and opportunity to Go into something new because success has never happened without failure. Every success has had multiple failures behind it. And that is how we learn. That is how we grow. That's how growth happens and forward motion happens is through failing. You know, think about when you learn to walk. You learn to walk as a child by falling a lot. You'd step up, you'd fall down, you'd get back up, you'd fall down. You didn't just because you fell down once, that didn't stop you from learning. You kept going. When things get hard, the more we struggle, the more we have pride in our success. So keep those things in mind as we go through this five-step apology. So step one, a good apology is always, always, always going to include the words, I'm sorry. And then some version of, this is my fault. It's an, taking ownership and acceptance of the situation, acknowledging it to another person or multiple persons in the case of these companies sending an email to me saying, I'm sorry. I acknowledge this was my fault. And use those exact words, I am sorry. Not just I apologize, but say I am sorry. It really is powerful and does this mental shift in somebody's mind of I know because of the way they're apologizing to me right now that it's sincere and that I can trust them. All right. Step two is offer an explanation of what happened and why. Now, I've done a lot of research on apologies, and I've read a lot of good apologies. I, I've done most of my research looking at corporate apologies, and you can see the differences between good apologies and bad apologies. A bad apology is just going to skirt by it. They're going to say, hey, we're sorry. We're sorry this happened, and then just move on. A good apology is going to give somebody a sense of closure. This is what happened. Uh, for company B, when their software issue didn't work, they were able to say, uh, I'm sorry, this is our fault. What happened was we had a glitch with our computer system and this thing failed and we didn't have something in place to fix it. So now we're putting those things in place. So it's offering this detailed explanation 
of what happened and why. I remember one mistake that I made one time um, as a bookkeeper, I sent somebody a report and it was incorrect. And my response was, I am sorry for not communicating earlier. I am sorry for the incorrect report I sent you. This was my error. This is what happened in the, the mistake. This is why the report was incorrect. And this is what happened. I want you to understand the process. Now, you don't want a super detailed explanation here, unless you're a lawyer that has to put all the, you know, bells and whistles and make it airtight, solid apology note. You know, you really, someone just wants a brief one sentence, tell me what happened and why, just so I understand where we are and what's going on. So it's really just very, very brief. Let's not make it too complicated because then someone's trying to sort through all of your different explanations. And also you start to lose some credibility and it sounds like you're struggling a little bit. It, you don't have that confidence behind it as, oh, I just, it, it, you're more nervous. Um, here's, I did this thing wrong and this thing wrong and this is what happened and this is what happened and this is what happened. And people go, I don't want to know all that. Tell me what, tell me a summary, what happened and then why it happened. And then let's go to the step three. Okay. Step three then is what you did to correct the mistake. So in my bookkeeping example, I said the report was incorrect. This is what happened and why. This is how I made the correction. I fixed the report in this way. And so you'll notice these changes. That is really important. It's just a way of saying to somebody, now we're putting all the pieces together, right? We're putting this puzzle together. Something broke. This is why it broke. And now I fixed it by using this glue, this special glue that's going to hold everything together, putting all the pieces together. And again, it doesn't need to be a long, lengthy explanation unless you're, unless there's a reason for that, like a purpose behind that, where you have to provide some proof or show your steps along the way, or you're doing some scientific research and experiments that need to have those things logged. Otherwise, it just needs to be very brief. Okay, step four. Now that we know what happened, now that we know what you did to correct it, how are you going to prevent it from happening again? This is where the trust comes in. As we're building trust with each other and other people as leaders, we can say apologize for things all day long. But if we're apologizing for the same things, the same types of mistakes over and over and over, we start to lose that trust. Plus, we don't grow, right? If we're the, we continually do the same things, then we're just not going forward. We're not moving beyond what we said we were sorry for. Saying that we're sorry and meaning that you're sorry means that there's going to be some sort of change happening, that you're no longer going to be doing that thing. So we want to know what we're doing to prevent it again. When you're, you've used the glue to put things back together, how are we going to prevent it from falling off the shelf and breaking again? So in my bookkeeping example, I said, I'm really sorry for the confu confusion and the errors. I really appreciate your patience as I sorted it out. I have learned a lot and I've made steps to put this in process. I've made some changes and put things in place so that this doesn't happen again and will always be correct going forward. So that's a very simple explanation. It's a promise that things are going to be different, that are going to be changed. And you can be 
very, very specific about this. You could say, I put reminders in my calendar for this, or I we have put safeguards in place. It's it's letting your customer, your client base, your followers know that they can trust you that this is not going to happen again because you've not only fixed it, but you've put these things in play to prevent it and to keep you safe and to keep them safe. It's it's a, a feeling of security that you're generating here, that feeling of trust. All right. And then the bonus number five is really a bonus, but this is a chance for you to really build a relationship, right? As you're, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we're doing is building that trust and building a relationship and connection. So it's more than just a saying an admission that you failed. It's how can I grow and how can we grow through this situation? So the bonus is remind this person of why you love them and that you're grateful for them. So easy because you do. If they're a customer of yours, they're paying you and you love that, right? If they're an employee of your of yours, they're working for you and they're working hard for you. And so you love them and you want them to stick around so you don't have to train somebody else. You know, if it's somebody in your family that you value, you care about them and you want them to know how grateful you are for them. So this is the added bonus. We're going to sandwich this at the end, you know, or the frosting on the top of our for our apology cake. It's I love you and I'm grateful for you. It's a great opportunity to really tell someone that you're invested here and you're doing everything you can. You're putting your best foot forward. You're always doing your part. So back through again, you're going to fail. You're going to make a mistake. It's totally fine when you do. Some mistakes are just going to happen. Some mistakes are terrible and it's not going to really work out well for you, but we can still move through them and pass them. And when it's called for an apology, we go through our five steps. Step one, I'm sorry, this is my fault. Step two, this is what happened and why. Step three, this is what I did to correct it. Step four, this is what I'm going to do to prevent it from happening again. Or this is what I've already done to prevent it from happening again, even better. And then step five is the bonus, the frosting. We love you. We are grateful for you. Thank you so much for your patience, your kindness, for being here and being willing to invest in this relationship, continued relationship with me. So I hope that gives you a good foundation for failing well. You know, it's really key to start out your leadership with this basic foundation because Knowing that failure is going to happen is one thing, but having tools and being prepared for it when it does happen is another thing. So now you have some tools and it's just remember that it's okay if you fail. It's okay if a mistake happens because it's an opportunity for growth. The bigger mistakes we'll talk about more in depth as we go on through this podcast, through this leadership school even bigger mistakes though, that's opportunities to maybe build closer in a relationship, to to grow, to learn something. But also sometimes we just have to grieve those. We have to mourn that it didn't work the way we wanted. Uh, The unmet expectation, the loss of something great, whether it's a money or a relationship and a, 
uh, acknowledging that there's some grief there that needs to happen, some grieving that needs to happen, going through all of those steps, but also when it's called for, apologizing well, giving yourself compassion to know that this happens to everybody, but also using it as a chance to build in that relationship, saying, we're fixing it. This is what happened. We want you to trust us. I want you to trust me because I am doing everything that I can. And that is how you build integrity as a leader is by generating trust, by being truthful, by owning who we are, by owning our mistakes and owning what's going on, owning the situation, acknowledging it, not running from it, being in the middle of it. And then once we have that, once we've done that acknowledgement, then we have the opportunity to move past it and to do something new and great and go to the next step, the next level of our leadership, of our personal growth, of our career, our relationships, our connections, and we'll be always moving forward through one mistake, one failure after another. And you'll eventually come to a place where you start to see that these failures maybe aren't failures at all. Maybe they're just steps on your way to success. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my eight-week leadership coaching program. You can see all the details on my website at kylacofer.com. That's spelled K-Y-L-A-C-O-F as in friend, E-R.com. Thanks for listening.